Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Grind Season Podcast. This is Anthony Sane, along with my good friend Jason Smith of the Jason and John Show, which you can hear every Monday through Friday from 11 to 2 p.m. on 92.9 FM and Odyssey Station. Jason Smith, what's going on with you, my brother? Everything is uh, everything is good. Um, how about you, Sane? I'm, I'm, I'm sort of going back and forth on where we are with this, the latest with John, the Washington Post. Yeah. Be nice yeah. if we could be focused straight on basketball. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I tell you what, it, no shortage of things to talk about with the playoffs right around the corner. With the story, uh, good to see you, my brother. Man, just say good to see you as well. We are definitely in the dog days of the NBA season. Final games of the season wrapping up. Two games left for pretty much everybody in the league. Uh, the Grizzlies have the Milwaukee Bucks as well as Oklahoma City Thunder. One game probably won't mean anything to the to the Bucks. But the game against the Thunder could possibly, uh, more than likely, will mean a lot to them. So we'll see uh, what what type of lineups the Grizzlies roll out uh, for that. We have an exciting show today, Jason Smith. We have uh, – I'm going to talk about the second segment of the show first. We're going to talk about the two games since the last time we talked. The Grizzlies have played two games. Since we had those games, since we had our show, we had a win against uh, Portland. Got us our 50th win of the season. And we also lost our last game. A, a big lead against the New Orleans Pelicans, a yeah. team that we could very well see in the first round of playoffs as well. We'll talk about that as well. We'll talk about the uh, Santi Aldama injury, the severity of that. He checked out early in the game. We're going to talk about that. And, of course, we're going to talk about the uh, major story today. More information, more details to the John Morant situation. Uh, I guess we can call this episode, I Know What You Did Last Summer, Part 2, mm. um, as far as the, the John Morant situation. But – before we get into all those things, we do thank you guys for listening to the Grind Season Podcast. Thank you for subscribing. Uh, watch us on our YouTube channel. If you're listening to us, watch us on YouTube as well. And if you're watching us, listen to us. You can listen. You can find us on uh, the Odyssey Sports uh, YouTube page. You can find us on the free Odyssey app or wherever you listen to podcasts. Just look up Grind Season. But the person we want to introduce you guys to, very special guest of mine, Jason Smith. I met this brother at a Memphis Grizzlies game, I think in the preseason, well, very early game in the season. He is the host of the Crowd Goes Wild television show on the Sky Sports New Zealand Network. This ain't no brother wow. from Memphis. He ain't in South Memphis. He ain't from L.A. This brother, man, that brother said it's Good Friday right now where, I'm, where he at, man. He said it's 12 noon. He, he, we interrupting his lunchtime, man. He ain't got time to be fooling around with us. I met this brother at the game. He's a good brother. He's a fan of the Grizzlies. He's a fan of Steven Adams. He's on the talk with us now, Mr. James McConey. James, How's it what's going, going on, yeah, my brother? <laughs> all the way from New Zealand. Good to, good to see you guys. Great man, to be on the show. Um, yeah, this is Midday Good Friday. 
Yeah, man. It wow. was a great day. Great day for sure. Fantastic. Man, we appreciate magic, you coming bro. on, man. Yes. Yeah, for sure, man. This is dope. Um, Jason Smith, real fast. I'll let you know how I met Mr. McConey. I had this very same t-shirt on, uh, Jason Smith at a <laughs> Grizzlies game. This is one of my favorite tees in my closet. For you guys who are not listening, I'm wearing a New Zealand All Blacks t-shirt. One Saturday, or when when did they play rugby matches? Is that Saturday or Sunday, James? Uh, all over the place, but Saturday for the big test matches. Yeah. yeah. I was up on a Saturday morning, and I saw people talking about the All Blacks. And my black ass was like, wait, there's a team called the All Blacks for real? <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, damn. I was like, what is this? So the people were talking about the All Blacks, right? So I went online. I said, I said, okay. I typed in All Blacks, and I saw this dope-ass logo. I was it's like, dude, weird. I got to have that shirt. Oh, I bought yeah. the shirt. I, it's just one of my favorite shirts to put on, man. The, the logo is super dope. I saw that they're the team, that they're the New Zealand mm. rugby team. Yep. I met uh, James at the game. I had the shirt on. He was like, man, you a fan? I was like, no, no, no. I'm just black. You know what I mean? <laughs> I but I love I, lo- I love it. Though. I like how it looks. So that sparked up a conversation. We talked about uh, Stephen Adams. And that built the uh, the conversation we're about to have today. James, we appreciate you for coming on again, man. This is long overdue. Uh, we feel like we brought you on because there's a lot of rumblings about Stephen Adams possibly coming back soon. Uh, of course, he had the knee injury. Um, there's... There's a belief that he could be back for the playoffs. That's something we'll definitely talk about. Uh, we love Steven Adams here. He uh, We haven't always, though. <laughs> but we'll talk about that as well. But he's a really big deal here. How big of a deal um, is Steven Adams to the country of New Zealand, being that that's where he's from? Uh, he, he's a massive deal over here. You can mm-hmm. see it in the jerseys that all the kids are wearing. I don't think I ever saw um, a Grizzlies jersey in New Zealand. Uh, before maybe mm-hmm. it was it had to go back to Vancouver days, but now um, it, it's massive. Wherever he goes, we always follow him. But just to give you an example, if there's basketball, NBA basketball on the news, they'll lead with Stephen Adams, and sometimes it's only what Stephen Adams has done. So if it's mm-hmm. a double double, he's making the news. So mm-hmm. that's that's how we feel about the guy and his personality. We just love the way he's repping New Zealand with his, you know, the vernacular. Sometimes he'll mm-hmm. say something that's very Kiwi, and we all understand them, and we can tell that you don't understand. Yeah, we, them, we, don't so know we like that. It's uh, <laughs> confused everybody in the media and uh-huh. in America. Yeah, man, we we love him here for sure, man. He um, th- it has the Aquaman thing caught on over there. Do y'all know? Yeah, what Jason Momoa. I mean, he's um Polynesian as well, so we sort of um he's a big All Blacks fan. He he's come and met the team. So Anthony, yeah, we, we, we got to get you down here. So Jason Momoa. Uh, if you look at if you talk to Stephen Adams about it, he will roll his eyes. He's kind of over it, but he accepts it. Aquaman, as you say, in Memphis, and um, <laughs> yeah. he he he's he takes it in a stride. But the, the the funny thing about it is, like the two of them, I think they get on like a house on fire. To be honest, Stephen Adams is more low key, you know, like he uh-huh. doesn't act like a famous guy, whereas uh, Jason's full Hollywood, you know, um, all, right. all noise. Yeah, has man. he? I was going to ask real quick, uh, uh, mm-hmm. St. James, has he surprised you in terms of the the niche that he's been able to carve out for himself? Because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the NBA, and especially with bigs, you know, you, we've moved to those more athletic guys that can stretch out. You know, the NBA loves those guys and loves trying to find them, whereas Steven's still playing that physical, you know, screen-setting, rebounding first game. Has, has he surprised you with how effective he's been and the longevity? You know, so so far. 
I, I think he has, but there's a few reasons I think that we like to claim uh, why he's done so well. One is that sort of Kiwi toughness. He, he plays basketball a little bit like rugby. You know, he's physical. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all about reacting, getting, anticipating where the ball's going to be, which is why he's such a great uh, rebounder, especially on the offensive end. So he has carved that niche, if you like, because I think he does what nobody else does in the league as well. You know, he's, he's quite happy to get his hands dirty, not mm-hmm. worry about the stats. You know, in America, you say everybody eats, which means everybody has to score double points. I don't think, I think he's past that. He just says, I need to contribute to the win. And you can actually see glimpses of the skill that he's always had and is the assist. I think he had the assist of the year in the NBA last year. But I'm sure Mm -hmm. if you go down to practice, and I know we're not talking about practice, um, shout out to AI, but it's. he can shoot threes. He can do it. He can do that, but he knows it's not his job and he's not required to do it. So he just stays in his lane. You talked about Steven Adams and his toughness. We definitely know that Memphis, the things that he provides, uh, being fans of Steven Adams and hating Steven Adams. He used to be one of the guys that we hated here in the city of Memphis back when he played for the Oklahoma City Thunder. I remember game six a few years ago, maybe like 2013, 14. I think it was his rookie year. Uh, he was able to get under uh, Zach Randolph's skin, and Zach Randolph threw a punch at him or whatever and landed. Zach was suspended. The Thunder went on to win that game, win that series. Uh, what, did, what did you guys in New Zealand know about the Memphis? I know you said you didn't see many Memphis Grizzlies jerseys, if any, before Stephen Adams got there. What was your impression just as a sports fan of the Memphis Grizzlies organization, uh, you know, going back to those grid and grind teams that, that, that faced the Thunder with Stephen Adams and now with, you know, the John Morant-led teams? I think we always looked at the, or I did uh, look at the Memphis Grizzlies as underachievers, um, players that did, uh, teams that had talent, like you mentioned, uh, Zebo, uh, the the Gasol brothers, um, mm-hmm. Mike Conley. There were there were always um, some stars coming coming through or or making their name at the Grizzlies, mm-hmm. but they could never really assemble uh, a full championship potential team. Right. And now, watching Stephen Adams be a journeyman, go from place to place. I couldn't have thought of a better landing spot for him. He can be the senior pro with a young guy like Ja Morant, but also respect that he is the superstar. I think he's probably uh, an underrated teammate as a man manager and for culture. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know if um, the Grizzlies have had a great culture in the past where everybody seems together, but it's no surprise to me to see them so tight, especially last year when you see them get together for the group photo and right, they're just right. sort of you know hanging off each other. That that's that's what we say in New Zealand is is just a great team culture, and I'm sure Stephen Adams is a massive part of that. Uh, James, it feels like the Western Conference is is wide open. I mean, you've got you know you you've got these veteran teams that are feels like aiming to be the sixth seed so they can take on a Sacramento team that's inexperienced and you know maybe even at some point face a Grizzlies team that. You know, in this iteration, hasn't gotten past or, or the second round yet. So, so I'd ask you, with it being as wide open as we think it is, I mean, heck, even Denver, you know, isn't flying here as we finish up the regular season. How important for the Grizzlies is is hopefully having Stephen Adams, even if if limited in whatever form, just having that option, having him in there as a starter to you, because I mean, really, there were times last year where he was. You know, in that Minnesota series where he wasn't playing, where they played him off the floor, you go a little smaller. Mm-hmm. How important is he for the Grizzlies in these playoffs in your mind? Well, you guys will know better than me, but I feel like the the one thing that Stephen Adams 
if there's one player who can come back way earlier from a knee injury, it probably is Stephen Adams. You know, mm. he'll just be working so hard to not miss out. He'll have massive FOMO at the moment. But if you look at the way they match up against those teams, I think it is a, he's shut down some pretty big stars over the mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. I think he's got a great matchup against Joel Embiid uh, from memory, and that's that's something that is underrated, taking care of a superstar and letting everybody else get on with their business. And even in his absence, it's probably been quite good for someone like Triple J, where mm-hmm. you can see Jaron Jackson Jr. just flourish, have to get his hands dirty for a change. Um, I know he's a, a, an amazing defender, but then you know, crashing the boards, doing all that sort of stuff. And even that will probably add in his appreciation for Steven. So when he comes back, I think it'll be a hero's welcome. I don't. I hope there's no bad, bad blood for what's gone on with him being the senior pro and having words with Ja Morant. But you could probably tell me about that and maybe um, enlighten me. Yeah, he's definitely a leader in his team. There was a little controversy maybe when they said that Steven – kind of spoke out about guys going out or whatever, um, going hanging out too late. And that I think that's kind of boiled over. I don't I, we, People kind of thought that would be a bigger deal, but I don't think – I mean, you got to respect a guy like Steven Adams. He's an older guy back there. He's been there. He's been in playoff battles. He's played with the Russell Westbrook, the Kevin Durant's of the world. You know, so, you know, I think he I think he does get that respect on his team. Yeah. Final question for you, James. Uh, James McConney, of course, is our guest. You can follow him on Twitter at James McConney. Um, he is – uh, tremendous, uh, tremendous uh, uh, journalist when it comes down to New Zealand sports, and he's joined us today. Uh, James, final question for you. With the things that you said with Stephen Adams possibly coming back, it does sound like you feel like he's coming back as well. What do you think that means for the Memphis Grizzlies? How far do you think they can go this season? How do you think this season will end with Stephen Adams being possibly being back on his team in the playoffs? I think the Grizzlies have got as high a ceiling as anybody in mm-hmm. the league, so I think they can win it. It's just, is it going to be this year? Uh, I'm not sure about Stephen's uh, medical condition. I should have mm-hmm. texted him, actually. I wonder if he'd reply. He <laughs> might reply if I mention that, you know, karaoke or something like that. But Go ahead and text him live points. on the air, man. Text, text him right now. See if he hit you back right now. <laughs> Let's get on. How's the <laughs> knee, mate? Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll text you before the end of the show. You can say this just well, in and play it all Yeah, break it dude. Yeah, he's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, look, I reckon the Grizzlies are – are a great side. What you saw last year when they battled, um, well, they took the Warriors to the wire. That that says enough. That and they did that in it with a depleted squad, right? So mm-hmm. yeah. with Jar back, um, like I said, Triple J's getting better. Bain looks the goods. Probably the one of the most deadly outside shooters. Um, all the bit part players. Brooks taking the heat off everybody by being the thug, you know, <laughs> the goon for the for the team in ice hockey parlance. But it's it's more that. What I, what I like about the way gr- the Grizzlies match up is you say, well, the Phoenix Suns are unknown. Um, you know, the Nuggets have just always had that. Um, they've tripped a bit. But look, they've got depth as well, make no mistake. I just like the way that um, the Grizzlies match up against a lot of other teams. I feel mm-hmm. like the Boston Celtics might be the ones who, who could do it because mm-hmm. it feels like they've worked out what to do with their two superstars and how to bring, you know, Al Horford coming back almost in that Stephen Adams sort of grandpa role. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like what they've done there. So look, how do you feel about the, the Grizzlies? You think they can win it all? Man. Um, I, it just, I think it depends on matchups. Like you said, I think that uh, I, I did catch you basically saying we're fine in the West. I did hear you say that, that you are, you're now on record for saying we're fine in the West along with John Morant. But no, I think, 
I think it depends on matchups, man. I think if this team is playing to their potential, you could definitely see them in the NBA Finals. I do agree with you. Teams like Boston, Milwaukee, I think they can cause some problems. Philadelphia as well. I think they're top three teams. Kind of, we don't match up with them well at all. But in the West, I think we can give anybody a run for the money for sure. Yeah, nice. I hope to, I hope to see it. I think the one the one thing I love about the Grizzlies is that the style of play is amazing. It's you know, mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of run and gun, but there's also just just some some sweet moves that have been designed and executed perfectly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the passion of the players. Like even I remember one game where Ja Morant sort of he hit a game winner and he pretty much got up on the scorer's table or somewhere close and just whacking his chest going, you've got 12. <laughs> you know? Yeah, call 12. Yeah, call 12. You got 12. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> hey, real quick, James. Real quick, James. Oh, yeah. is, is there one of those matchups and those, you know, obviously the team's going to have to win the play and if you assume Grizzlies are going to finish second seed, then it's who's ever going to be at that seven. And of those, you know, Clippers, Warriors, Lakers, Pelicans, is there one of those that you'd least like to see in the first round if you're if we're looking at those matchups if you're the Grizzlies? Hundred percent the Warriors has to be. You don't yeah, you just don't want to f- face a championship team that's probably because they sort of um you know exercised a few demons last year by winning that championship, they're playing with no fear. And you don't mm-hmm. want um all-time shooters like uh, Steph and Clay shooting when it doesn't matter as much as it did last year. You know mm-hmm. they, they'll just um, be so loosey goosey and relaxed, and yeah. that, that's what I think the big fear is: is having uh, a team like that. I, I don't think any of the others. Um, I, I, look, the Clippers are just so unknown. It's it's like us, you know, asking someone about the Clippers every week, you'll get a different answer. Um, so true, so true. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, the the others, I think it's okay. I think I think they'll get past um the first round. But if they play the Warriors, I'm worried. I'm a Especially warrior. Especially with Wiggins back, to your point. Yeah, Wiggins yeah, they're back. They're, well. they're a totally different team without yeah. Wiggins for sure. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that, that's the thing that they they run deep as well. Um, you know, uh, Kaminga. I think they call him the Cum Bucket. Is that right? It's probably not the best nickname. <laughs> I'm but, let yeah. you call him that one. I ain't I ain't, I ain't touching them. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, Kaminga. Has had, had some game time, and now he's you know he's found his groove. So everybody... there's a reason why he was drafted that high for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, James, we definitely appreciate your brother again. Everyone, this is James McConey of the Crowd Goes Wild, which you can watch on the Sky Sports New Zealand channel. I don't know if you can watch it in Memphis on my bootleg stream. I can definitely watch. It. I've seen it. I've seen. Yeah, it we got videos great. on Facebook. We're, 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 you go, <laughs> drop me to send you a, a secret link after I've texted Stephen. I'll yeah. send you oh, a private link. Yeah, let me know. Yeah, yeah. hit us up when, when Steven texts you back, man. Okay, we'll do. All right, brother. We hey, appreciate it. It was a pleasure. Thanks. Yeah. So, likewise, great to be on the show. Great to see you again, Anthony. Love the oh, yeah, T-shirt, you, mate. Bro. And okay. actually, I like the hoodie as well there, Jason. I should have got oh, one right. of those. There's yeah. the purple Memphis. Yeah, yeah. We Next make sense. Yeah, I uh-huh. We got you, brother. All right. All Take right, care. Guys, we man. Again, everyone, there was James McConey of the Crowd Goes Wild television show on the Sky Sport New Zealand Network in New Zealand. Big time guest right there for sure. We thank you guys for listening to the Grind Season podcast uh, here on uh, the free Odyssey app or wherever you listen to podcasts or on YouTube on the Odyssey Sports YouTube channel. What were you saying, Smith? I was saying amazing, man. You are so oh, yeah, that was good. Man. That was You're good. worldly, so worldly now that you're tapping into New Zealand, uh, yeah. tapping into 
dudes who are already into Friday. It's already midday. Yeah, we're Friday. in the future. We may ain't no other podcast in the city going into the future. We're talking right? folks in the future. <laughs> like it's Friday over here. Man. Fascinating, amazing. Yeah, bro. that was dope. That was dope. That was dope for sure. James for sure. Um, as we move on to the second segment of the show, uh, the Grizzlies had a ugly, nasty, disgusting loss last night, Jason Smith, uh, against the New Orleans Pelicans, a team that you very well could see in the first round. Um, ah, let me let me go here first. We got the 50th win uh, the other night against Portland. Portland team didn't roll out anybody. Uh, yeah, and we, we're getting closer to the second seed. Um, I don't really have much I'll take from that game. John Morant didn't play, right? No. Right, right. he like, sat out the first night of the back-to-back so then they could flip it, and he played He played second he played night. With Portland. He played with Portland, but he didn't play against New Orleans, right? Right. Yeah. Um, big win for the Grizzlies, of course, getting that 50th win. Um, always exciting to pick up a 50th win. I remember when um, this team – you know, was constantly going to the playoffs. We were getting those 50 win seasons. And to see this version of that team keep that momentum going to constantly, consistently win uh, 50, 50 wins, winning two years in a row, definitely is a good thing for sure. That Portland team is out of playoff contention. It seems like Portland has too many dudes. It seems like Portland has 30 dudes on their team. Because it's like, <laughs> it's like okay, it was a lot of dudes played that night, and there's a lot of guys I know that are out. It just seems like Portland. Yeah, they had, they, had, uh, they had nine, ten guys out and still had dudes go out. I'll tell you what, I, the Shaden Sharp, man, there's something there. Oh, yeah, he can play for sure. I, I like his game. Yeah. Um, I had an old man moment. Seeing Samaki Walker's kid out there did not oh, sit yeah. well with me. That's happening now. Good job, man. I'm good. Yep, yep. Yeah, there, there's some, I'm saying it's a sign we're getting old, brother. We yeah, we out, we up out of here in a minute, man. We next. Got we, you. We, we, <laughs> I need a few more minutes. Man, who's whose kid would really scare you? Like if you saw I, I think um, seeing Bronny out there is, is gonna be that. I mean, yeah, I saw Bron, I saw I mean we saw Bron in high school, bro. It doesn't feel like that. It doesn't feel like that long ago to me. Yeah. So if we're talking about seeing his kid, I mean Wani, you know, seeing little uh Dewan Wagner seeing Lil Wani, Lil DJ. Yeah, to, that's making me feel old too. I've had, I've had, you know, I've already had these moments saying that's how old I am. So, yeah, it's already happened. But see, with, with Bronny though, we watched Bronny as a kid, like we saw him coming. When you look up and oh. freaking Scotty Pippen Jr. or somebody else on television, like, what the hell is this? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? That kind of stuff makes you feel old as hell, bro. I'm trying yeah. to think who Kenyon Martin Jr. I mean, they're all there. Martin all. Jr. does it. Yeah. If somebody gonna come along, it's for sure gonna make me feel old. I just can't think of who it would be. Um, is somebody out there like I've I've heard this kid's names. I can't think of anyone. But shout out to Portland, uh, <laughs> delivering helping deliver us that 50th win. Fast forward and past that game to the game we got last night um, against New Orleans. Tough loss. I'm saying it's tough. I put on Twitter. I really don't care. It doesn't seem like the Grizzlies are really trying to win games. And this is something I'll throw out to you too, uh, Jason Smith. There's a lot of talk about teams trying to get to sixth place or they're trying to get certain teams in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. How do the, the Grizzlies have that same viewpoint? Like they're in a position where they may be like, look, let me stay, let me stay close enough to Sacramento where we might want to switch, switch, we might want to switch things up with them. We might want to avoid the Lakers at, at seven or whoever. No. You don't think there's any element of that to it at all? There, there is no. I don't. You, you would not let a matchup dictate 
the fact that you can have home court through the first two rounds if you lock down two. But what if you really don't? What if you? What if you don't think that? Yeah, I, I mean, get what you're saying. But what if you don't have faith in Sacramento getting out of the first round? If you don't have faith in Sacramento getting out of the first round, worried about who beats them, bro, you don't no, have no, 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 no. I'm saying if if the Grizzlies go to three, right? If the mm-hmm. Grizzlies drop to three and Sacramento and they, goes to two and Sacramento gets the Lakers and the Lakers get them up out of here, we get home court advantage against the Lakers in the second round. If you got the Lakers, yeah, sure. You know what I'm saying? I, I wouldn't be surprised if I'm not saying I think this is what they're doing, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's some element of let, let me look, let let us see how this is unfolding and put ourselves in a position where we can either choose second or third. You know what I mean? Oh, no, could, I, think I, I just don't think you play with that. And I think I think everything yeah, about that. Like, nah. Yeah, and, and I think that's why you didn't see them sit as many as they had the week before mm-hmm. against the Clippers when they had Bain, Tyus, and Jaron Jackson out. Right. Um Listen, they had every opportunity to win that game. They were up 19. You look yeah. at the way Bain missed that free throw at the end of that game, the way Jared rebounded that ball. I mean, they had every intention of – I know I, I know players and management can be separate, but oh, yeah. you know I'm saying I don't think that's a, a line you play with. It's sort of like these teams that are aiming for the six. Frankly, you win too much, you're up to five like the Clippers are now, and that's worse for you because then you're Phoenix. But if you go too low, you drop, and now you're at a point where the Lakers are. And it's play, you know, you got to do a play in, or you know what I'm yeah. saying. So you can't afford to play with it too much. And frankly, I think the best news out of last night was the fact that the Dallas Mavericks beat the Kings. So we're not talking about a one game lead with two left. Because remember, if the Kings came back and tied you, like they they, they are that too. And right. I'm not, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't. I I know what you're saying in terms of if the Lakers won and all that, and then you get home court back, but you don't want to play for all that. What you want to do is lock down the two seats, so you got you yeah. know. You- court through the first mm-hmm. two yeah yeah they um i think that they are i think they do have an emphasis on i think they're valuing health over like continuity or chemistry right now i think because if you, if you think back to this time last that year i agree had, i agree with you there yeah yeah you had john Morant who was recovering from a knee injury going into the playoffs you remember that like like job was oh, yeah. job was just now coming back around this time last year you had job coming in recovering from the injury dylan brooks who we found out this year was coming in with hamstring stuff going on let Jaron got hurt in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Steven Adams had COVID and something else was going on with him last year. Desmond Bain broke his back in the playoffs. I think they're va- I think they're like, look, we just want to get to the playoffs. We want to be healthy. We're not going to sit, guys. We're going to stay warm. We're going to try to get test what we have. And I think if you think back to how and people are like, well, we're not, we're not, we haven't seen the chemistry between John and Jaron. And I'm like, okay, well, that's true. But we saw some of it. Like, we saw some of it when Ja first came back. And that might be something they're just putting in the back. Like, okay, look, we'll save a lot of that for the playoffs. We don't – there's no need of us. Let's kind of – you know, I think it's maybe some of that too. Um, they they do – there are some habits that I am seeing that I don't particularly like because losing is contagious, just like winning is contagious. So um, – and I'm not really a fan of helping other teams kind of get what they need to do. Like, I know that game definitely helped the Pelicans with their thing because they may mess around and get – to seven, they might get you know that home game in the play-in, which the Grizzlies might not be have a problem with either. Because if I was to pick my poison, that Pelicans team is not that good to me. And no, because I, I, I get them out of the teams that we mentioned. Not, that, yeah, if I could pick one, I'm like, yeah, give me give me New Orleans in a heartbeat. Um, I think that that shooting streak they went on yesterday was crazy. I'm not going to get into detail because I don't want to cry about a certain player that we could have drafted 
uh, last year. They hit like nine threes. Look like on this. I'm not, I'm not gonna get into all that, man. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna leave that alone. But um, I'm not really worried about much that I saw um, from these last two games. I think we're gonna see kind of a, more of a dress rehearsal game against Milwaukee. I think they're gonna do what it takes to win that game to go ahead, like you said, solidify uh, second place. I don't think the Bucks have much to play for. And I oh, think, it's done. Yeah, they've. I think. I think they, they've already said they're sitting Giannis and just about everybody. Yeah. And I they, think we'll probably go full blast um, and try to get that win to solidify, uh, you know, that second seed, like you were saying. Um, you have any other thoughts about the game? Well, the only thing I add is, is hopefully Santi's good. They got him listed. Yeah. As, uh, mm-hmm. I want to say it's as doubtful for tomorrow, but but the good mm-hmm. thing is listed as elbow soreness, and right. so it, it did. You only you only played seven minutes as a starter in that game. Had to go out, didn't return. Especially if you're gonna have a limited Stephen Adams or no Stephen Adams at all. You just like that uh, optionality, as Taylor Jenkins would say. Uh, I'd like to have, you know, a, a decently yeah. healthy Santi going in. So hopefully that's nothing serious So with Santi's right. elbow. But I, I'm like you as far as the game. Would have liked to have won it because you'd be done at this point. Uh, it'd already be locked up since the Kings lost. But uh, that said, it's 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 fine. I'm not as worried about the jaw and the Jaren thing and the chemistry whatsoever. You know, yeah, as I much. think it's a lot of nonsense. I don't think it's a real I, mean, I worry more about that if it's if it's one of the veteran teams, the Clippers or Golden State, I guess, than I would the, the Clippers. I mean, the, the, the Clippers or the Pelicans, because I do mm-hmm. think you get that worked out a little easier against those, uh, uh, certainly against the Pelicans who don't have the playoff experience other than CJ. But, um, no, nah, man, I, I, I think I'm mostly just concerned, much like it seems like the Grizzlies are, with health right now and hoping that uh, they're as healthy as, as, as possible. Yeah, for sure. Um, like you said, you do have those two games left. Against the Bucks and against the Thunder, um, we're probably gonna if we win this bus game, we're probably gonna put anything out there against the Thunder uh, for sure. And I'm, I hope that game gets Dallas up out of here too, man. I hope that's the game that is Dallas' season. Uh, mm-hmm. But something else, real quick, you talked about Santi. I think that I want to just kind of uh, double down on what you said about it. The 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 scouting, not the scouting report, the injury report saying that he's listed as doubtful because of uh, elbow soreness. Mm-hmm. That's that sounds like we're just gonna put him on the shelf and make sure he's ready yep. for the playoffs. We yep. probably won't see him in either one of these two games, but I don't think it's because he can't play. I just think they're probably just gonna bench him um just to get to the playoffs with him healthy and in tow. And that's you know, I'm fine with that as well. Um, thank you guys for listening to the grind season podcast with Anthony Sane and Jason Smith. Shout out again to our excellent guest we had, Mr. James McConey, all the way from New Zealand. Second segment, we talked about uh, the last two games in the uh, that we played and the last remaining games. And now we will talk about uh, what's probably the biggest things Grizzly related today outside of that, <laughs> the terrible laws yesterday. The Washington Post dropped another story. Uh, you said, I think you said that it was a 30 minute read. Yeah, 25, 27 minutes. I thought I was almost done. I see I wasn't because you were telling me stuff in the story that I didn't even get to. I was like, no, I ain't see none of that. <laughs> I didn't see none of that at all. It's, thorough. it's as thorough and it is. It's I know a lot of people say it's overkill or they're coming at the job, but it it is a thorough reporting job where they've talked to mm-hmm. you know people that were involved in the incidents over this past summer. Not just reports anymore, but actual names, uh, faces, names, people involved, including the seventeen-year-old at the time. Who's now been named. now? Yeah, who's now been named because he's refiled that civil suit against Job. And it's it's um I'll say this: the people who are saying you know why this. I mean, I don't I don't really care to talk about this. I'll be open about it. 
But to the people who are saying that it's not news or I, I can't agree with it because it's it's definitely more details coming out about it. And being here and being in the city, being connected to this stuff, you kind of know, you kind of know, you, you've heard this stuff before, but that doesn't mean that it's not relevant to anybody. You know what I mean? Um, here's the thing. We talk about this time and time again. You can choose your actions, but you can't choose your consequences. And Jaws not in a position where he can choose his consequences. He's got to deal with the results of this of this whole thing that he went through last summer. Um, we don't really know where this is going to go. We like we've got names and we've got names and faces connected with this now, and it feels just it feels it feels nasty, man. Like the whole thing is just super unfortunate. And me and you had a conversation about this off the air, and we kind of shared how we we think about it. But it's just, it's just super unfortunate. It's just super unfortunate that Josh was somebody that um, we could say the name is out there in the article that that Josh Holloway saw as a mentor. This is somebody that that he would go to Josh's games. He was, you know, kind of a little bro to him. Um, you know, Josh had been his games. Yeah, Josh had been to his games. I'm sure this wasn't the first time he was over Josh's house. And it basically just to not to oversimplify, but it was a basketball game situation that went terribly wrong. And in most cases with regular people, if y'all are really boys like that, it, it happen, whatever happens, happens. Y'all shake it up. Y'all scrap it out. And then you move on. But when you've got millionaires and celebrities and star NBA players involved, it becomes another thing. And um, like I said, it's, it's tough, and you shared that there was stuff that Alex Lomax did at text John, uh, John Moran in the article and the whole thing with the, the mall and things like that. Um, only thing I'll say in Ja's favor, Ja has suffered from this. Like, he's took some some major things from this. The Powerade thing look, seems to be up in the air or over. Um, you know, that endorsement deal. The Nike thing seems to still be going Jaws got ridiculed in social media. I'm not sure how much how much he cares about that at all, or why how much he should care about those type of things. But we all know that a deep playoff run, dunk on a couple of dudes, a, a 50 point game in the playoffs, it you know, no, <laughs> it'll be it'll it'll be gone. You know what I mean? But um, I hate it because I would have liked to see that situation. It's it's tough because I think about like. Like me and you have sons that are literally best friends. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? It's like if if um I've seen, you know, Gabe spent the night over here in and and I'm sorry, CJ spent the night over here, Gabe spent the night at CJ's house. They get into it every time they get together. You know what I mean? But and I just like, okay, what if those two dudes had something to fall out? And and we know they're friends like that. How does that shake out? Like in, in a normal situation, you find a way to make it work or y'all just stop hanging out. But in John's situation, it's a lot nastier because there's so much money involved and there's, you know, adults and a, and a minor involved and these type of things. But I just hate to see. It sounds like there was a really cool relationship that Josh Holloway had with John Morant that just totally went into something disastrous at that point. At this point, um, I hate it. It sucks. I don't really know what's going to happen. I'm sure there's going to be some type of financial resolution to this thing. Um, you know, it sucks, though. And it'll probably you'll probably hear more and more stories until something like that happens. But I don't know. That's about all I got, Jason. 
Yeah, it's unfortunate for Ja that at a time where, you know, it seemed to be, okay, maybe the clouds are sort of going away. Maybe the, the sky is sort of, uh, of getting blue again because, you know, you were, the hope was you weren't going to have any more incidents. You know, he had seek the counseling, had gone through that, had talked about now he was meditating. And so well, just like we'd said, saying as these stories popped up, hopefully there are no more. It, you know, very quickly the tie can change if there aren't. If everything's positive, like you said, he's out there dunking on Drew Eubanks. Folks forget very quickly. <laughs> Nobody would give a damn about none of this. The problem yeah. is that there is no limit to how many times the same story can yep. come back and get you, especially when there are new details. And especially right. now, the national news outlet has an inside track to getting more of those details. Now that Joshua Holloway is talking, they've got mm -hmm. the lawsuit. So they're, you know, while while Ja and maybe Grizz fans may be, you know, uh, 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 tired of this, beaten down by this, mm -hmm. there, there's nothing that says already you got yours. This is not 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 again when you're dealing with media. We're in a world now where it's a constant right. 24 seven news cycle, and the, and and probably those folks at the Washington Post are saying, okay, now when can we do the next story on Ja? Because they found something that is clearly and and there's a part of me when it comes to that that. Okay, why is it important to the Washington Post uh, more concerned about how the police are treating John Morant or maybe, you know, looking the other way if John Morant has committed a crime than they are um, when what's, you know, uh, today, what's going on in the Tennessee uh, House of Representatives? I don't know if you saw that or you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like the fact that they are spending such a great deal of time and resources on, mm -hmm. a, a, a yes, a superstar player, but one that's in a small market and trying to basically say this little podunk town is turning the other way and this guy's becoming a monster. Like, that's not what they're saying. It's good reporting, but there's a part of that to me that that rubs me the wrong way, that it's, gosh, this is great reporting, and it's greatly sourced and everything else, but y'all really using these resources to say, oh, slow Memphis is letting a superstar get a, you know, the slow Memphis Police Department is letting a superstar get a pass and look right. at what's coming to this? Like, that's the story that you guys feel is so valuable to get out of this. So again, the Watch Post has always done great journalism. So their their interest in this and it's 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 more than just clicks and 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 getting readership. Like they've clearly found an interest in getting deep in this. There's something about that. But again, it in it you if I keep going back to it, Ja opened up that box yeah, when he for sure. live on that Instagram. He right. opened up this world that wanted to then come in and dig in. Mm -hmm. And now you've got serious journalists that have got a, a way into the story. And, and uh, nationally, right. they don't care about, you know, about how Memphians feel about Ja, whether you think they're this is overkill. At they're this point, they're, very they're just doing what they look at. They're doing their jobs. But uh, I hate it for Ja because uh, you feel like maybe the momentum was already turning. But all that said, saying he can keep it turned. He can turn it back around again with no more incidents going out there playing ball. And frankly, on all of this, I would stop with any sort of defensive talk or I didn't do anything. I wouldn't say anything to anybody. No, yeah. you, don't, you don't owe the media anymore. Yeah. I no comment everything. Let the courts, civil court, handle the rest with the Holloway situation. Yeah. And, uh, man, it, I, I'm not saying shut up and play ball. What I'm saying is you don't owe these folks anything else in terms of an explanation. And, and right. trying to get defensive at this point with this many details out about you. I mean, the kid, 17-year-old kid. A five-three uh, store clerk you're trying to intimidate. <laughs> you don't need to try to look like the victim anymore. So, so yeah. it, 
it's best for you. I would advise, man. I'm sure yeah. everybody has to uh, just, man, just yeah. just play ball, man, and, and no more incidents, man. And I yeah, pray I, that. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because I was just about to say, I just I just really pray, too, for everybody involved, the Holloway family, because they're going to be people who are going to, you know, retaliate against them or feel a way about them or speak a way about them. The internet is nasty, disgusting, man. You know that. Um, you know, it was it was different when he was an anonymous kid, you know, the seven he when he was the 17-year-old kid, but now he's a name and a face. He lives in Memphis, his family's from here. So I I just hate the that I hate that it's just so wide open right now, man. And even the guy that the, that was the clerk at um the finish line, like it's all it's just it's just gross, man, <laughs> at this point. And it, I just I just really wish it would end, not for Jaw's sake, but just it's just such a really ugly and unfortunate situation. And I hope that this resolves soon. But like you said, man, you can't put a timeline on this type of stuff. The more that comes out about it, the more it's going to come out about it. You know what I mean? So um, that's pretty much it, man. It just kind of is what it is. Um, but the Grizzlies basketball still has to go on. Like you said, we do have two more games left in the season. Uh, our next show will probably be pretty good. By the time we have that show, the regular season should be pretty much over. And we can yeah. start talking about, you know, playoff matchups and who's going to come in to the FedEx Forum for game one here in Memphis, yep. Tennessee. Um, but we thank you guys for rocking with us today. Shout out to James McConey from New Zealand who came in and rocked with us talking about Stephen Adams, like a true Kiwi in the building. I don't, I don't know what the Kiwi – I never understood the Kiwi thing. I'm about to, you know, find out what's up with it. He said a lot of cold stuff, though. I was like, damn, I need to use that. It was it's something he said, like, he, what did he call – instead of calling them veterans, he called them senior – senior – what did he say? No, I don't. I don't recall. Senior managers, some of you were saying. Our great pro, our great executive producer Drew Barrett says Kiwi's a bird. It's the national bird of New Zealand. The national bird of New Zealand. Shout out. Oh yeah, there it is. Grandpa's. He called him grandpa. No, no, no. It was something else. He huh? called instead of calling veteran players. He called them senior somethings. I don't know. Anyway, I'll go back and listen to it. Y'all listen to it. But for Jason Smith, this is Anthony saying we appreciate y'all. Make sure y'all follow us on Twitter. At the Grind Season Pod, subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to Odyssey Sports on YouTube. Watch us, look at us, listen to us. We appreciate y'all and keep grinding.